As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ask Paul, where we answer your questions submitted through the portal over at paulabernathy.com, all part of electrocodeacademy.com.net.org, where we're trying to answer those questions for you, those pressing questions that others just pass by. If you've got a pressing question about the National Electrical Code or the electrical industry in general, please visit us at www.paulabernathy.com. Then you can submit your question again, and I will answer it either via email or if you're selected on a podcast like we're doing today. Now, on today's episode, oh, I should also mention, if you really want to get an in-depth understanding of the National Electrical Code, I mean, you really want to learn it, not just kind of think you know it. Maybe you're one of those that go to TikTok or one of those those other social media platforms and you hear somebody post uh, or you watch somebody post something and then people comment about you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, and they have no clue. There's no code references they give. They have no idea. They just are regurgitating what they think they heard or what they think they know, and 90% of the time it's wrong. You don't want to be one of those folk. You want to really know the National Electrical Code because it makes you more professional in your business. That's what you do. Knowing the code sets you above everybody else because you know how to do it. You know how to pull the cable. You know how to pull the, the wire. You know how to do all those things. That's just physical. You learn that over time. It doesn't make you special. What makes you special is that you know why you're doing it and the codes that are associating with it because we only get paid to do it once. We don't get paid to do it twice. And stop sharing those pictures on Instagram, TikTok, and all that that you think looks pretty but are riddled with code violations because it just makes you look foolish. Really, it does. So, want to become a student of the code, visit our website, electricalcodeacademy.net.org or .com, whatever your flavor. Or you can go to masterthenec.com.net.org, doesn't matter. And you can get into our NEC exam prep program or NEC learning program called the Fast Tracks. And you can really learn the National Electrical Code. Now, maybe you're already an electrician and you want to get better at residential, commercial, industrial, grounding and bonding, which is a very popular topic, obviously. Uh, or you want to learn electricity in general better. Ohm's Law, Watt's Law, all this type of thing, magnetism, all that kind of stuff. We have courses for all of that. And it's all 100% online. And you can do it at your leisure from any device, as long as it has a browser, and most all do. 
Chrome works the best, but you got all different types of browsers. Check it out over on our website. Very affordable. The information is well worth the investment. Of course, you can also subscribe to our monthly or annual uh, videos and podcast subscription platform. And you also get access to our Wednesday night live sessions, which aren't available to the general public, only for members and fast track students. Um, and of course, any future webinars we do, you will get an automatic seat at the party. So that's some great benefits. And it's all for the membership is less than $120 a year, less than a textbook to, in order to get access to hundreds of podcasts and videos. So check that out over on electricalcodeacademy.net.org or .com for more information. All right, so today's question was submitted to me, and I selected it because I thought it was an interesting question, and it was talking about cable trays. So cable trays are in Article 392, and I don't see a lot of people talking about cable trays, so when I selected it, I was like, you know what? This is a great podcast. His question was, that was submitted, was, can I install THHN, THWN-2 in a cable tray in a commercial environment or commercial location? Thanks in advance. Okay, great question. Uh, it gets brought up quite a bit about putting individual conductors inside of cable trays. We see it all the time, the, the reds, the blacks, the or typically, I guess, in cable trays, most of the time you see is brown, orange, yellows, and things like that, 277, 480 applications, if it's in a cable tray. not doesn't have to be that, but I mean, that's typically probably what you see. So we're also conditioned to actually seeing these single conductors inside of a cable tray. Well, the first thing we, we need to fully understand is that cable trays are designed to hold cables, okay? Now, we're going to get an allowance to put individual conductors in there, and it wasn't until the 2020 code, uh, it was actually a submission of mine, that opened this up a little bit, and, uh, well... I'll explain it, but at the end of the day, we see this all the time, all right? So we're going to clarify because, yes, you can put individual conductors inside of a cable tray, but it's under specific application of use and location. You can't just do it willy-nilly, okay? So if you're looking for the quick, quick down and dirty, the answer is yes and no, all right? And I'm going to answer that, Ken. That's about as far as I'm going to leave you as far as a, a cliffhanger on that. So if you've got your code book and those that don't, don't worry. I'm going to paint you a mental picture. I want to go to Article 392, and we're going to go to 392.10, which is the use permitted. And I've said this before in other trainings. Uh, get familiar when you're in uh, Chapter 3, the different wiring method types and things like that, um, and understanding that, that a cable tray uh, is a supporting structure. It's not a raceway. It's a supporting structure. It has its own rules in 392. It is not the same as EMT. It is not the same as rigid, intermediate. It is a supporting component. And you know this because you look at the scope. It will not tell you that it is a raceway. Okay? It is nothing more than a supporting component. And if you look at the dot two definitions, you'll see cable tray system. It specifically tells you it's designed for fasten and supporting of cables and raceways. It doesn't openly give you the ability to say, ooh, I want to throw conductors in there, okay? But let me explain. Let's go a little deeper. So if you're in 392 and you look at it, let's go to the uses permitted application because the question is asking, Paul, can I put single conductors? And these are called single insulated conductors, by the way. THHNs, THWN-2, XHHW-2s, and things like that. Can I put those in a cable tray? 
Now, your inclination, first off, is probably out there. I can see you right now. You're probably saying, absolutely, Paul. We do it all the time. Okay, well, maybe you're doing it, and you shouldn't be doing it, but nobody knows any difference, so they're okay with it. (laughs) Okay, so let's look at the uses permitted first. 392.10, uses permitted, and it says, cable trays shall be permitted to be used as a support system for wiring methods containing service conductors, feeders, branch circuits, communication circuits, uh, control circuits, and signaling circuits. So obviously cable trays are used very broadly for communication industry, cat fives, cat sixes, all those type of things. Uh, it's, it's used in control applications, but, but for us, most notably service conductors, feeders, and branch circuits could all be utilized inside of a cable tray. Okay. Establishing that fair enough. All right. Then it goes on to say, and this is what's new to the 2020, and this is significant. It says single insulated conductors shall be permitted in cable tray only when installed in accordance with 392.10B1. Okay. All right. Why is that important? Why is that an important statement? Well, let's jump down to 392.10B1. Now, when you look at that, what does it say? Well, you can't go to B1 until you actually look at B, because B1 is part of the B structure. It says for industrial establishments. So, stop and think. Where you have seen these cable trays that have single insulated conductors. And I'll remind you something up until this change in the 2020 code, you did not see that application that would allow you to use single insulated conductors. And I'll explain. And we do have a change that took place that will take place in the 2023 cycle. Hopefully we'll get that all straightened out, but let's look at it in, in uh, 2020. Let's kind of follow along what we're doing here. So, If you look at 392.10b, it says in industrial establishments, it says the wiring methods in table 392.10a, which is on this next page, all of those things are wiring methods, right? You've got uh, tray cables, you got RMC could be in there, you've got UF, you got PVC that could be in there supported by a cable tray, Uh, you've got uh, armored cable, AC, MC, bunch of different options, you know, MC cable, even non-metallic sheath cable could be supported. Obviously, it's got to still be rated for use in a, in a cable tray, but you do have some allowances here, okay? But notice this. This is all wiring methods. All of these referenced here are to an actual wiring method of some type, whether it's a cable or a conduit or even a raceway like EMT, uh, which is a tubing, all right? So that's the first prerequisite. We get it. We, we know we can put those in there. The next it says, it says, shall be permitted to be used in any industrial establishment under the conditions described in their respective articles. Okay, so use all those wiring methods. They're perfectly fine. Do whatever, you know, do what you want in that application. Now, what's focused for us is that we're not, we're not really talking about those wiring methods, right? Those wiring methods are, you know, are, are all covered, right? We, we get that. What we're concerned about is the use of single insulated conductors because that jumps us down to 392.10B1. Now, B1, it says, 
single conductor cables. Notice it does not say single insulated conductors. Now, there's a reason that they added that to 392.10b because there is a difference between single insulated conductors. And I think as an industry, we probably thought they were all the same and that was our intent. It's no big deal. Why get it confused? But as far as from a manufacturer standpoint, there is a difference between a single conductor cable, right? And a, which, which, by the way, could be a single conductor MC. It's permitted for that type of construction under UL 1569. Or you could have a single conductor cable with a outer sheathing of non-metallic material and an inner insulated conductor that is also considered a single conductor cable. There are constructions like that. With PV, for example, you have single uh, PV insulated uh, PV wire, and you have PV cable which is a single conductor with an outer sheathing. So it has multiple layers. It has a covering and it has a conductor inside of it that's insulated. So that could be considered a single conductor cable. Okay. So we can't intermix single insulated conductors with single conductor cables unless we state it as such. So what you're going to see in the code change coming forward in 2023, you're going to see it say single conductor cable and single insulated conductor all in the same line. That makes sense, right? It just, it just makes sense. So that's what you see coming uh, down the road, but we're stuck in the 2020 right now. So let's kind of work our way through this. All right. So single insulated conductors can be in a cable tray. However, since it's under B, it can only be an industrial establishment to do this. Now, this is where you see 392.10b1 says single conductor cable. You get to ignore that because basically 392.10 is telling us that single insulated conductors, which are different, can be utilized. Now, you wouldn't need to say that in 392.10 if single conductor cables and single insulated conductors were the same thing. At least somebody's way off base here or they don't understand the concept of the difference between a conductor and a cable. Right? So it makes a different clarification. Okay. And there is a difference, by the way, as I said. So in this case, once you're there, it says single conductor cables uh, shall be permitted to be installed in accordance with B1A through B1C. And, of course, it talks about single conductor cables and the sizes, one aught larger, yada, 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 um, and goes on down the list, okay? The important significance of this is that, one, there is a difference between single insulated conductors and a difference between single conductor cables, which we've established, although this change in 2020 is pretty much saying, I'll let you use those single insulated conductors like THHN, THWN-2, XHHW-2, that type of thing. We'll let you do that. Perfectly fine. So that's the, that's the rules there. So, that's, so that brings us back to the, to the end of this podcast, uh, is to say cable trays are designed for cables. The cables that you can go in there are listed in table 392.10a because a, remember, this is other than industrial establishment. A is just says wiring methods for use in cable trays. It says the wiring methods in table 392.10a shall be permitted to be installed in cable tray systems under the conditions described in their respective articles and sections. So follow whatever the rules are in that section or the article for that wiring method that are listed in table 392.10a and you're good to go. Just follow those rules. Done. Follow that application. In an industrial establishment, that is when you can use now 
single insulated conductors like THHN, THWN-2, XHHW-2, for example, in a cable tray only in an industrial establishment would not be allowed to do this in a commercial. Now, the next question that somebody asks is who quantifies whether something is considered an industrial establishment? I don't know. That's going to be a question you need to ask your AHJ, but I can tell you what I use. If it's a commercial environment like office buildings, things like that, that, that aren't manufacturing anything, then that's just commercial. And I would say no. If it's a facility that actually manufactures something, then I would state that that is industrial. And in many locations, the classifications for zoning will tell you whether something is an industrial park or something and what can go in an industrial park. And so, again, that's going to be something that triggers whether it's an industrial establishment or not. I'm not here to make that decision. The definition's not in the NEC. That's something you're going to have to decide at a local level with your AHJ. Once they establish that it is an industrial establishment, Boom, baby. You can install a cable tray and uh, you could put single insulated conductors in there and you could still put single conductor cables in there. And of course, you can use all of the wiring methods that are listed in table 392.10a as well. Just follow the rules for uh, securing and supporting and all the limitations you might have within that specific article and subsequent sections of that type of, uh, of cable assembly that you're utilizing. Follow their rules and you're good to go. But for single insulated conductors like THHN, THWN-2, and X, only in cable trays when it's an industrial establishment in accordance with the 2020 National Electrical Code under Article 392 and the directions of 392.10 and 392.10b1. There you go. Hopefully that answered your question. I'm sure you see these in all kinds of commercial environments where it looks very pretty to look through those ladder trays and see all those colors and then look around and ask yourself, is this an industrial establishment? Here's a quick one. I've seen cable trays before being run through something like a Costco in the back area. That is not an industrial establishment, but obviously somebody let them be there. All right, whatever. Till next time, folks, again, if you want to learn more about the National Electrical Code, check us out over on electricalcodeacademy.com.net.org. If you really want to get some understanding of the NEC, join our Fast Tracks program. It's not just for exam prep. It's for a good, rounded understanding of the National Electrical Code. Till next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.